Hey guys, it's me and Deborah Ann here. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what it looks like when we're on the road with Awake America 365. We do a lot of traveling together, going to other churches as missionaries and revivalists to this great nation of America. We have something special at Calvary Chapel Worship Center, and it's so neat to be able to share what we've been freely given here to the Church of America. So we were sitting here and we thought it might be fun for those of you guys that are curious of what a weekend actually looks like on these trips. And so uh, after we have it booked, to start out with, after we have the church booked, we set a date and it's normally always a Friday night or a Friday morning Mm -hmm. and we come home on a Sunday night. Sunday night. And so both of us work Thursday night and so we're here all the way uh, until the church closes and everything's cleaned up, especially Deborah Ann. She's here. She's got to close everything up with the children's ministry and stuff. So what time you get out of here Thursday night? Normally? Honestly, I've got such a great team around here. I try to sneak out somewhere around 930. And depending on who booked the tickets, which means most of the time that's you, I have to be at the church about 430 in the morning the next day. All right. So I'm known for booking tickets really early because I'm trying to get the cheapest price. So she doesn't care how we look when we get there, how we feel. She wants us to be completely dependent on Jesus only. (laughs) So, yes. uh, So we'll get here at the church sometimes like around 4 o'clock, 4.30. So that means normally like what? It's like two, three hours of sleep. Pretty much. That sounds about right, Angie. (laughs) And so we'll get to the airport. Uh And as soon as we get to the airport, um, we'll have our Dunkin' Donuts with us. And we start talking about the weekend, what it's going to be like, Mm -hmm. you know. And this whole week we've been praying for the church and talking to the pastor and getting getting excited, always expecting God to move. No matter what it looks like, we just know that God's going to do a good thing. And so so we'll fly there. We'll get our, our rental car. We'll get to the church, and we get to work. We hit the ground running right away. So Friday night is normally like a a youth rally. So since we're there, we give everything we have. So Friday night, we'll get there, we'll meet the pastor, we'll get worship ready, and then in comes the kids, the teenagers. And and it's neat because a lot of these kids, they kind of like – seclude themselves from the rest of the church. They're like the invisible group that nobody really spends a lot of time Mm -hmm. with. And so what we do is we pour everything we have into these kids. uh, And the message is normally based on getting up, rising up, getting out out of your seats and, and being what God's called you to be, not just following the shadows of your parents, but being what God has called you to be. Walk in signs and wonders. Cry out to the Lord, letting them know that there is a call on their life, that God does great great things in the youth, like all of the, we let them know that all of the greatest people in the Bible, most of them were teenagers when God called them into the ministry. Right. And the cool thing about this is what we do on the weekend is what we do every day. That's right. So when we go, even though we might be um, physically exhausted from the week, we are spiritually filled and full because on a daily basis, we are crying out to the Lord. Um, We are uh, doing these things on a day-to-day basis. We are believing for the miraculous every day in our lives, with our families, with our children, what we do here at Calvary Chapel Worship Center. So actually, when we go to these churches, it's not like we have to like prepare ourselves to be something different, but... And in a lot of ways, it's exciting because we're doing exactly what we do here. And here at Calvary Chapel, we are so blessed because that's normal for us. Every Thursday night, that's what our kids hear. Every Thursday night, we cry out for an awakening. Every Thursday night, we see kids be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Every Thursday night, we have people saved. And so when we go on a Friday night, it's just a continuation of who we are all the time. So it's not like we're going away and we're trying to do something new or different, but it's neat 
neat to see other churches and other bodies seeing what we do and seeing God work through us and they get excited. You know, it's something fresh and new to them. So we're literally an extension of Calvary Chapel wherever we go. And really all it is is we're the gospel. So the gospel just follows. And like what Angie said, sometimes when we go, we do youth rallies. But there's other times where we're meeting with pastors. Maybe the need is the pastor and the pastor's wife just need to be encouraged, just need a voice. And so sometimes on Friday nights, we'll fly in on a Friday, we'll meet up with them, and we just spend time encouraging them. All the things that pastor is constantly pouring into us, constantly saying over us, now we get the opportunity to say those same exact things to them. And again, I know I say it all the time, but we are so blessed because it's natural for us because that's what we hear. Our pastor's always giving us principles on how to live and how to lead. And so we're literally getting to be like little mini-me's and and just re-say what we're being told ourselves. It's true because we have like a curriculum, things that we go by, but it's so easy because it's really our DNA. It's It's just who we are. It's just who we are. And it's neat because it is really needed in the Church of America. And the more we go to these churches, we see it. And it's so cool to just give that back out. So Friday night, we'll end with like Deborah Ann said, we'll either be pouring into the pastors and loving on them or we'll be pouring into the youth and loving on them. And it's so cool to see an altar of the youth at the at the front, hands yes. raised, on their knees, <laughs> weeping. And a lot of them, they'll say it's the first time they've done that. Normally, they're in the back pew right. of the church right. watching the adults be filled up. Right. And so, so then that's Friday night. We go home, crash, wake up early in the morning, and <laughs> get started all over again. Funny thing is about the early in the morning thing. Just this past weekend, I was away <laughs> with, with Josiah, and I got up at 5 in the morning like I always do, and I put in my headphones because I was sharing a bed with my son and I just start crying out to the Lord and I guess I was so loud that I woke him up and disturbed him and he he ended up finding another place to sleep in the other room Um, and then also the people we were staying with earlier that later on in that day they said was everything okay with you in the morning and I said yeah I was I just got up early to pray did I wake you up and they said oh my gosh we thought you were crying and I said no I'm so (laughs) sorry I was not crying I was just excited honestly um, that's what I do every day I'm not perfect at it but I know that we get up in the morning on Saturday to cry out to the Lord but honestly we're not getting up just because we're getting up to cry out for this church we're getting up because we're desperate every day for the Lord we need to be filled up on a day-to-day basis I will say though that Deborah Ann's job when I'm with her is she always wakes up earlier than me goes somewhere finds us coffee and I wake up to coffee every morning and I love you for that yeah thank you it's because I know you need it (laughs) I know I do (laughs) so then what's it look like Saturday okay so we get up on a Saturday morning we cry out to the Lord we have our coffee we get dressed um a lot of times I get to travel with Angie and it's really such a gift from the Lord because from the moment we get up on Saturday morning, we're already talking about Jesus. We're already in the presence of the Lord and the Lord is already giving, giving us, us words. words for the church. And we it's so it. neat because as we, we cry out separately, but then we come back together and it's so cool to hear like what the Lord's sharing with her and sharing with me, how much it just goes, goes together. together every so then time. We, yeah, we get to the church and usually the first thing we do is we start off by doing crying out prayer. We try and we teach every church on the importance of crying out to the Lord, how desperate we are. And again, it's our DNA. So it's natural for us here at Calvary Chapel Worship 
center. We have four or five prayer meetings a week, but we find that a lot of times churches just, they just don't have that. So we just get together with them. We tell them how important it is. And then we spend some time crying out. We cry out for our nation because our nation is desperate for Jesus. And it's only going to wake up if we, the believers, start crying out for our president, for our officials, for our schools. We need to be crying out for our nation. So all of us as a church, individually, we need to be crying out for our nation every day. So we tell the church, you need to cry out for your nation. You need to cry out for your community. How can you reach a community you don't love? And you can't love somebody that you don't pray for. So then we go into the importance of crying out for our community. And then, of course, we end with crying out for our church. If you're not praying for your pastor, nobody else is. And so as a church, we need the unity of the body. John 17 talks about Jesus's last prayer before he went to the cross. And he prayed that we would be unified as the body of Christ. And so we cry out for our church together. So after we do that, we do an evangelism training. Um, We tell them the five simple steps to um, uh, sharing their faith, how easy it is. Then we take some time where we practice and we share it with each other. And then we hit the streets. And that's always the coolest part. Amazing. Because everything that happens on the streets is just a product of what is happening in that crying out prayer meeting. So it's cool. So then after we get out to the streets, sometimes we see anywhere from eight to sometimes 19, 20 people get getting saved in like one hour. hour. It's miraculous. Mm -hmm. And these churches, sometimes they say that this is the first time they've ever went to the streets. I know that the street, the the church in Detroit said they have not went to the streets ever. This was the first time ever going to the streets. And so they see people saved and they get excited to keep it going. And I don't know if you guys all know this, but literally America is the largest unreached people group. People can literally go all through their schooling. Now you can graduate high school and never hear the name Jesus. So our harvest is plentiful and full right here in America. That's good. So we go home and we literally are exhausted. You know, we try to do some studying a little bit before we get back to the hotel room or back to the pastor's house, wherever we're staying. We study a little bit until our eyes literally can't stay open anymore because we have to preach the next morning. And then uh, again, we wake up early in the morning and we hit our knees. We hit our face. We cry out to the Lord. Both of us, normally when we travel together, we'll have our earbuds in and we'll both be on opposite sides of the room just crying out to the Lord. And we always spend time first crying out for our church here at home. CCWC and crying out for God to just anoint our pastor and we just lift up our church because this is our home and even though we're away our heart is still here and we we cry out for uh, salvations and a a touch from the Lord for our own church and then we just lift each other up and we lift the church up because we always know that if the Lord doesn't show up then we might as well stay at home that's right because they don't need to just hear a message from us. They need to hear a word from the Lord. And then if we can, we sneak in watching you guys. We love yes. getting on the live feed and watching pastor. It's yes. like one of our favorite things yes. to do. So depending on what time the church service starts, we try to get a little bit of our own church in it. Yes. So. And then so we get to the church and we go right to work just like we would here at our own church. We um, go shake hands with people, talk to people. This one neat little testimony I'll share real quick. Um, in Baltimore a couple of weeks ago. I uh, got to church and the church is packed and I didn't know how many there normally is and uh, but I found out later on that there were 30 
different faces that he'd never seen from the streets and people that had come from far away at the church and the church, the pastor and his wife, they were so busy talking to everybody. Everything was busy. And later on I had spoke to her and I was like, Hey, you know, how was the church service? And she literally said, I woke up with my husband this morning. And for the first time in 40 years, him and I got on our knees after hearing the prayer training yesterday and we cried out to the Lord together. And when we got to church before the message, we noticed that we already, saw the fruit from it. God brought in the lost. It was such a beautiful thing. They saw the work of crying out to the Lord, how it really works. So, you know, the church service is always awesome. Deborah Ann always says it. She's like, the Lord is always going to move. He's always going to move because our hearts are for him and we want to be a vessel. And so the Lord always shows up. There's always an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. One of the main reasons is because we're on our face crying out to him and we, when, and we are, we want to be vessels of him. And since we want to be vessels of him, he always moves. Amen. Always. So it's neat. We'll see tons of people coming to the altar, baptisms of the Holy Spirit, without any even coaching. Like, you know, sometimes we just have to tell people what it looks like to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, but we won't even have to do any coaching. The Lord's already there. He's already baptizing in the Holy Spirit, people speaking in tongues. We see miracles after miracles. It's really an amazing thing to see. It is. It's so wonderful. You have anything you want to close with? Well, well I, go ahead, Angie. All right. Well, we were saying, you know, what draws us? You know, everything we have a we have something that that makes us do everything in life. What moves us with compassion? And I was just looking at at Hebrews ten chapter um, oh, Hebrews chapter ten verses twenty four and twenty five. It says, "Let us consider one another in order to stir up love, stir up good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as many do." But we have to uh, exhort one another and so much the more as we see that the day is approaching. That day is Christ coming back. So we need to stir each other up. So we encourage you today, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, stir each other up. Find those people in your life that stir you up. You know, hang out with those people. Those are the people where you need to be and then share the gospel wherever you go. I love the scripture that says the feet uh, of the people who share the gospel is beautiful. So wherever you're at, whatever you're doing at work, at home just be encouraging and share your faith wherever you go that's right yeah and you will see the miraculous we love you guys thank you so much for praying for us and praying for awake america 365 and praying for the nation of america and uh no like deborah said no matter where you're at stir each other up love on it love on each other christ is coming back he is we'll see you we'll see you later see you later